Hey, everybody, welcome to Kino, a podcast about the act of movies. I am Simeon Jimmy, and I believe in Santa Christ. Joined as always by Aggie Eggman Rodriguez. That's right. I'm sipping that dank, kick ass tap water. You know, it, I think it was better when it was Malasia, but this one's not so bad. And the man who draws in all the viewers on the movies podcast, Mr. Hans. Hi. <laughs> and last but not least, the man who tortured Rusty Cage and uh, helped cut off his penis, Low Res Wonderbread. It was a true pleasure to be able to do that and see blood splash into Rusty's eyes. Man, he looks so uncomfortable. Well, I did want to start the show off by talking about that experience, Lorez, because you say it was a pleasure, but uh, Rusty reported something quite different to Aggie <laughs> and I on the Trash Rats podcast. Well, I did know I listened to that show and I like how you made note. He said, oh, your friend Lorez. I was like, oh, yeah. wow, thanks, Rusty. Uh, well, no. you did say, I listened to your new, I don't know if it's Patreon exclusive or if it's going to be, but your new podcast you guys put out, you said you get antisocial on the set and yeah. suddenly everything made sense. Yeah, I would definitely say that was the case. Like Rusty and I uh, roomed in the same building uh, as one another. We had the same production house. And when I'm directing, I get like very in the zone. I'm very focused and I kind of shut off socially in a lot of ways. And my co-director on this project for Omega Fish Corp G was definitely like the social weight of that. And, uh, you know, I did have some good long conversations with Rusty about like comic books and whatnot, but uh, we probably didn't socialize the most compared to like everyone who was crashing at the house at the time. Aggie, when I was directing you last week, did I become an asocial prick like Lorez? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, the intensity was there, if that's, if, you know, to, so to speak. Uh, you know, that we had those, that energy when uh, when the expected members of the production were not existing in our recording space, and a little bit of the frustrations, but I feel like... Cursing out my literal family members, like those motherfuckers <laughs> didn't show up for the thing. <coughs> Is that a literal sock on your microphone, Aggie? Yeah, um, there was an incident where my pop sock uh, got messed up, and uh, that was like probably a month ago. That was that an incident, or was that you literally biting a chunk out of it while drunk? Um, I think I I gnawed it so completely. I also gnawed the mic stand to where um, it's very difficult to remove the microphone. I basically melded it together by sheer force of jaw. I don't know something about like when you get like twenty drinks deep, it just uh, I don't know your jaw needs something, I guess. But I feel like you got to have passion because if you're not having passion, uh, it's going to translate to a passionless result. And I feel like the audience is receptive of that. Yeah, I uh, we used to do this show called Civic TV and I used to get destroyed. Very passionate, very yeah, passionate was not... through the show, 12 beers in, <laughs> puking was, into the toilet. It was not good. A couple of times I just forgot to mute my microphone and they could just hear me in the toilet just dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wings That's... of Redemption, whenever he goes to the bathroom, you can hear the piss stream and he never flushes or washes his hands. <laughs> it's horrible. But Lorez, back to Rusty's experience. Uh, if you need me to recap his accusations, I can, but I, I was curious if you had anything to say about them. Oh, no, recap, recap. Because if I do have something to say about them, it'll make more contextual sense. 
so Rusty kind of had contradictory, paradoxical complaints about your directing style. On one hand, he felt like you were rushing him too much. And on the other hand, he thought it was too repetitive and you filmed him do the same thing like 40 times in a row. That's true. We did have Rusty do quite a lot of takes depending <laughs> on what was happening that night. Um, but that's just part of the process. You gotta get yes. you gotta get the right take. And sometimes it's gonna be, hey, we're out of this location in an hour. We gotta make the most of this time and we gotta be snappy. Um, and if we're not getting the take, we're gonna do it until we get the take. And you would expect a musician to be good at memorizing like words real quick. <laughs> like Aggie did not fuck up his lines one time in our movie. So really that's on Rusty in my opinion. Well, I'm not one to, I, I'm pretty satisfied with everything we got out of Rusty. I've seen um, a lot of, cause I'm having G who's the co-director, he's gonna edit the first pass of everything. We're kind of just seeing what we got now. I'm very happy with everything we got with Rusty. I think Rusty took a second to kind of get into character and whatever those difficulties were, were early on and everything got ironed out probably about a day or two within the process. And I think he does very well in Omega Fish Corp. I'm, I'm excited for people to see what, what he brought to that is the character Michael Knife who's a very sexually Michael aggressive knife? man. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You named him Knife? Literally the Knife guy. Here's a fact. I know that it's all, and we were going to put him in a bird cage originally too. And it's just like, it, it, you know, it was almost meant to be. Um, all that was decided long before Rusty was in consideration for the role. So it was just so this natural synchronicity. And I guess in, in retrospect, yeah, kind of. Is that a play on Michael Knight from the Knight Rider? No. No, it's actually here's I have a gay Twitter follower who has has never interact with me. I saw his name. H word name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he interacts with me too much. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, whose username is Michael Knife. I was like, you know what? Now I'm taking that name. I'm stealing that name. It's now it's gonna be a journalist in this script and they'll have no idea until they randomly come across it one day. Shout out Michael Knife. You got what you wanted, you got mentioned on something. <laughs> Well, speaking of YouTubers making classic pieces of cinema, should we open the discussion on Kick Assia by the Nostalgia Critic? Oh, do we have to? Aggie, <sighs> right, it's uh, up to you. Do we have to? Oh, you know, Aggie's a fan. I I really got into this film. I really did. Uh, I feel like I probably watched it. Um, I'm a little spotty on some of those early YouTube days. Uh, when exactly I first saw this film, and I don't know if I've seen it since, but um, it was really peering into a sort of like kaleidoscope of the past. And it, it was very colorful and blocky, like the autism puzzle pieces that they use as their symbolism. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was really a flashback to 2012 era when uh, I was... The way I live my life, I didn't watch very much YouTube, but uh, the way I conducted myself in public was very similar to the average Channel Awesome member, which oh, is no. to say a complete autistic freak. A pest? <laughs> a horn, I used to uh, do, um, I would go and like do video game dances in public and things of that nature. Um, I would repeat whatever phrases from video games I really liked as just basically my only form of co communication. Uh, which really shows you how it paved the way to become the successful man I am today. Pretty much still doing the exact same thing uh, in 2023. Which is Aggie well, just running up to people and say, uh, what is it? 
kick it right in the you just lost the game <laughs> oh epic fail i was gonna say as long as you behaved more like spoonie and less like jew wario you're probably okay uh i probably Rip behaved like spoonie and i looked like jew warrior wario probably <laughs> i was like half and half jew warrior and jew wario is completely, <laughs> completely different connotation yeah what happened to him uh i think he was added as a pedophile and killed himself oh I think he died first and then got outed oh, as a pedophile. Okay. That's the, the chronology. Story. Or a groomer. That's I remember Mr. Medicare, whenever Change the Channel happened, that's when Jew Wario was taken down. But I'm pretty sure he was dead for like six years first. That, that's the character that has the I like it bit, right, in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was that was very upsetting. One of your favorite bits <laughs> in the movie, Hans? Was, oh, God. Hans, what is your favorite nostalgia critic bit? I, I, I'm not familiar with... This is some... I started... So... I just started three sentences. Didn't uh, uh, okay. So we used to do this show, this live stream, uh, Civic TV, and we watched this uh, on stream. And I started listening to it, listening to it, and uh, none of us, I think, were familiar with Dog Walker or were fans of the content, other than Jake, who's one of the people in a group. And uh, I, I'm just like any any other youtuber movie that we've talked about i'm not familiar with any of their work so when i watched this i was already in my 30s and i was like i don't understand why anyone would want to watch this or support this or or why this channel will be successful so uh yeah it's uh it, it's 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 a difficult watch i would say yeah, I, I I was just gonna say I'll I'll veer off from what Eggy was saying before. I feel like Eggy and I were very on the same page with the last uh, installment of of this particular YouTube movie uh, program we've been doing here, where not cool was kind of a nice surprise from the same era, and this is like the flip side of that, which is like, oh, here's all, everything we left behind. This should be left behind. This is the <laughs> underside of the rock that got exposed. Uh, it's people getting together in like New Mexico in a hotel room that clearly stinks. I can't imagine the scent of that hotel room and making the best out of what having like a Sony Handycam or something and somebody with a mic. This this was uh, I was not looking forward to revisiting this, especially right after having done our civic TV episode where we watched that and his game show where he clearly conned people out of dozens of thousands of dollars and um, just staged everything in an auditorium with, with paying very little money for set design and everything else. Auditorium looked like a someone's basement with a <laughs> maybe that's generous. Yeah. It's like a rape yeah. dungeon kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm like, kind of I'm like in the same boat as all three of you at the same time somehow, because while I had to stop watching the movie a few times, like I could not get through it in one sitting. I also have like a weird respect for it. Like I mm. can imagine myself if I was in 2010 and I was a fan of all of these people, this probably would have been a really big deal and I probably would have loved it. But just as somebody who saw it for the first time today, yeah, it was pretty insufferable. But the idea of getting 15 relatively big, I don't know how popular these people were back then, but getting all these creators together to collab on a movie, it is kind of inspirational and something that I would love to do myself, even though hopefully my movie would be slightly less uh, torturous than Kickassia. But I did, Eggy, I think you were sort of alluding to that earlier, right? Sort of uh, a little bit of reverence for what the movie is. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because 
I do agree absolutely, without mm -hmm. a doubt. Um, trying to incorporate all of these people with their own identities under the Channel Awesome umbrella all in a film and making it make any sense is really just lost cause. But as I got to the end and um, I saw the credited like additional 20 people, obviously I knew like angry video game nerd, but all these people who were somebody like 20 or 10 years ago back in 2010, I'm just like, wow, you know, so they have like all these channel awesome people and they have like another 20 cameos that completely blew over my head because I wouldn't have any idea. The only reason why I knew any of these people to begin with is because of channel awesome and uh, knowing what I was getting into by watching the film. So that really uh, was an absolute hindrance from the start. And to uh, touch on one thing that Lorez said, from having gone to a lot of uh, anime conventions, um, the stench is it really you get nose fatigue after just like a, it's a strong BO and then it's nose fatigue. So you never really get anything deeper and more nuanced than just really bad sweat. You get used to it. It's just uh, within five minutes, you're just like, or oh, I'm, I'm, I just smell like this now. If you are around some heckin uh, nice guy arenos, you might be lucky enough to get a blast of the axe that'll kind of knock a little bit of the body odor out, but it doesn't really help. It's just kind of like sweaty axe. Yeah, it just mixes with the other oil. 15 different sweats. 15 yeah. different YouTubers sweat. Half of them are OBs. Uh, poor Lindsay <laughs> Ellis. I think that's Nostalgia Chick's real name. Like, there's yeah. Doug Walker doesn't touch anybody other than her in the movie. And, like, he's very handsy with her and puts his arm around her at one point. I imagine that was probably the worst scent of the experience for uh, her. When he's wearing that bison coat, the thick bison <laughs> coat. <laughs> hey, out in the desert. That's rough. I think it's uh it's impressive as a an exercise of uh, let's get. Uh, I I I also don't know how popular they were. I'm completely unaware of who most of these people are. I think the only one I kind of recognize is that the, what's his name, angry angry, angry Joe James Rolfe. Yeah, that one because he's well, yeah, but There's angry Joe just because I hate his content so much and I've hated <laughs> his content for so long that but that's he's the only one that I recognize. Uh, I know that what Linkara who's the guy with the fedora, the white yeah. guy with the fedora. Well, white guy with fedora. So, uh, <laughs> that's also half of them. The guy, yeah, yeah. infamous but, green screen runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, and that's it. Like that's um, any anywhere else. I'm completely unfamiliar with. I think uh, as an exercise of of trying to make a movie with a bunch of creators is interesting, but but it's also impressive as like someone that has a channel where all they do is criticize movies, and it doesn't seem like they have any idea on how to make a movie that works as a movie. Uh, because uh, even I think his brother is the uh, is listed as cinematographer, but what what did he do? <laughs> just oh, the camera, just the angle. We do a little tilt, and his brother's an actor in this, isn't he? he? Yeah, I think he plays like an extra or like a. Uh, no, no, no. He's like the round face guy he's with the guy glasses, banished, right? right? Didn't he get I mean, banished from Kickassia, or was that a different guy? Um, Rob Walker, hold on. Uh, he plays narrator in Santa Christ. That's right. Oh. Really, the main star, if I say so myself. Yeah, yeah, Aggie, I was thinking if they're not using this IP, we should bring back Santa Christ. I think you're a perfect casting for that. <laughs> uh, you know what? What, is, what are they going to say? You know, if, if if they try to do something, uh, we could just go on Twitter and complain about it, and there's some chuds or something, and then they'll just maybe back <laughs> off on it. So I agree, we should definitely steal that uh, intellectual property.
Well, Whereas, where do we even go with this discussion? How do we review the film Kickassia? You know, I well, just to something that we were talking about a second ago in terms of it being impressive or not, I did want to add one thing. I think it would be more impressive to me if Doug Walker in 2023 was making content that was elevated from what you see right here. But really, he's maintained the same, the same level of quality for 15 years on YouTube, essentially. He's got some chroma key and some green screen, some like flashy graphics, but it's generally still the same flat style. Like he hasn't learned anything in that time. And I think that's the biggest problem here. I don't have any real uh, fault with, I mean, I would, if I was watching this thing in 2010 when it dropped, I would, I would be like, oh, wow, okay. Um, they tried something, you know, I wouldn't be as critical, but it would be a miserable experience. Now I have the 2023 foresight of, he didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't grow from there. He didn't learn from his experiences. He did three of these, which come out to what, like 10 hours total probably <laughs> and, um, made a career out of it. He retired. His one big move was he retired the nostalgia critic character for a short period of time. And then yanked him back out because and that's how the trilogy ends is with him retiring right spoiler right. alert <laughs> yeah and he Oof. would do uh his sketch show afterward which was kind of like uh hans would you what would you describe it as it was very in living color right oh yeah yeah very uh he was breaking barriers and you know discovering new uh, ways of doing comedy i have we seen any of his sketches yeah. other than other than yeah we have yeah we watched the first episode of it well, I'm I'm glad my memory is bad because I don't remember, but I can't imagine. Surely it. you've seen the supervillain shuffle, Hans. That's that's where it comes from. Yeah, Hans, you've definitely seen this. No, but I'm about to pull it up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's the famous one, as far as I know. Well, I've seen the um the wall one for I saw like five minutes of that. And... Yeah, speaking of Rusty, I did force him to watch that while I went <laughs> to his house one time, and he was not happy about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, oh wow, and that's oh, yeah, that that wall that wall uh, bit is probably the most technically impressive thing he's ever done. And didn't he get Corey Taylor for that? Yep. So and, he's got star yeah. power too. Yeah, he got father and son involved because he played his uh, like the son played uh, whatever you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, and he did it because the son is such a big fan of nostalgia critic, which. What a shameful oh, moment for a father. Yeah. <laughs> that's from Slipknot, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an Iowa band, I believe. So yeah. I might be partially responsible. Yeah, it's your fault. It's your fault that Corey Taylor likes. Uh... Mm -hmm. Did you find the super villain yes. shuffle, Hans? I'm okay, here we go. Right now. It's not going to happen. There's no way it can work. <laughs> it's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Is that the Groyper We're pose? We're not doing the super villain shuffle! I am Ross Cool, and I'm here to say No inflection in your voice is A-OK -okay. With the leak of shadows, I'll make Gotham fall I have several identities, all of them doll I have Harvey Dent and my face is bent My Which side is the burn side? It's a two-face, he's slightly blacker It's dark skin and light skin face I am Dr. Crane, totally insane, and I only have a few lines in the movie. So next, now, mm -hmm. this is a story all about how my frown...
got flipped turned upside down and I'd like to take a minute Wait, did dog do the voice for this? Tell you a little story about how I got these scars. I think he dubbed them. No way, that's crazy. It does sound like that. Yeah. How bad did he have to be as the Joker that Doug dubbed over him? <laughs> that's rough. Oh, was I'm that better tired. or worse than this that, movie? That, I'm so tired after that minute. <laughs> so Is it better or worse? Oh, that's that's kind of difficult to say. I think somewhere in this movie, you can like, I, you can you can almost be like, oh wow, he tried to do something, and uh, I didn't I didn't feel that at all in the last minute and a half watching the supervillain shuffle. So, uh, uh, at least I guess you don't have the boring new mexico plains in the background i guess where everything is completely overexposed because there's not even clouds or anything to cover the background it's just white just anyone's outside is just yeah cool a white background with nothing in it because it's just plain and, you know it's not doug walker's fault that there was only one nation that he was able to take over with his small army he was going to build up to the luscious forests and so on and so forth but his people where they were too jealous of his success uh and he said you know what <laughs> I uh, hate my jealous uh, minions even more than I love ruling Kickassia. It is what it is, and he just uh, gave it all up. Should we give a brief recap or summary of this plot for the poor people at home who have not seen this masterpiece? I think it's necessary. So basically, outside of Reno, Nevada, there's one acre of land that is technically its own country for some reason. And with no motivation or explanation, Doug Walker just shows up to the president's house and says, I'm going to invade you with my league of internet reviewers. And then he calls up all the people part of uh, Channel Awesome and they storm and siege and take over. And then Doug becomes an evil dictator who uh, his, his own people ultimately have to overthrow. And that's basically the movie, right? But he's so evil that all he does is sit in a couch and watch tv he watches uh, hogan's heroes and yep. full house is on at five yeah, yeah his um all the reviewers they want to get back to playing nintendo games all day and making youtube videos about it but uh you know doug walker he's not feeling that he just wants to sit there and admire them uh you know throwing an old man out of a house which amounts apparently to uh conquering another country Meanwhile, uh, Lindsay Ellis is doing yeah. a Sarah Palin parody for some reason. <laughs> was that really relevant in 2010? It was two years off. No, I think I think it was pretty tired by that point. Uh, do you guys like that? Uh, the best name he could co come up with is just Malaysia with an accent. That's went from. Yeah, is there like a pun or a joke with the country's original name there, or was that just his creative limitation? I was confused by a lot of things that I don't think I got. And that was one of them because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sure there's a joke somewhere here, but it's just Malaysia with an accent. There's probably a lot of inside Doug yeah. Walker lore that we're supposed to be knowing here. And some of the real true Walker heads could probably correct us on how we're not appreciating it. But uh, I, I was appreciating it because I said, you know what? So many autistic people together putting, you know, <laughs> remembering all their lines, they're choreographing real action uh you know they're running through doors at the same time and they're not running into each other i uh, there was a lot to be impressed by for me personally there is one thing that uh, stuck out within the first 20 minutes to me that i wanted to share with you guys to see if you 
could explain it to me because I, I didn't understand if it was a joke that I don't get because I don't get the references or if this guy just mispronounced the word and they just left it as a joke. Uh, is this just thought up to where everyone was in charge and you were ruling the fucking world? Yes. Well, you can't just do that, critic. You have to plan these things out. You have to have a strategy, for God's sake. Strategy is that? Is that something? Is this something that I'm missing? Because that it's it, it, it's made a point, right? Because you you give him like his close up, and he says you have to have a strategy. And I and there's nothing after it. And Can we play like, that back? I thought he said yeah. it normal, to be honest. I didn't you. hear that either. Okay, hold on. Maybe it's just my foreign ass. <laughs> Instant replay. Everyone was in charge, and you were ruling the fucking world. Yes. Well, you can't just do that, critic. You have to plan these things out. You have to have a strategy, for God's sake. Uh, no, no yeah, you're right. He did mm -hmm. say strategy. That, critic. You have to plan these things out. You have to have a strategy, for God's sake. And then, I, so I stopped, and then I was like, I'm sure it's just something that I'm not getting here. Yeah. It's, two it's, things. Uh, Two things that I noticed with that. First of all, the guy immediately behind him is looking right into the camera while he's delivering that line. Second, there's a big guy in the background. I can't tell if he's acting or if he's just legitimately hot and wiping <laughs> his face. So play, play this back real quick. Notice the guy on the that. left. Go ahead. One was in charge and you were ruling the fucking world. Yes. Well, you can't just do that, mm -hmm. Critic. You yep. have to plan these things out. You have to have a strategy, for God's sake. He does yeah, it twice. He looks into the camera you twice. You have to plan these things out. Yeah, you he's... have to have a strategy, for God's sake. There it is. His eyes guy, gradually go back to the camera, and the big guy... <laughs> I can't in. tell if he's acting, if he's really yeah. just in the zone, or if he's, he's like, greasy. disgusted by his own sweat. Yeah. yeah. Well, at first, when, when that little close-up starts, he's straight up looking at the camera, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Angry Joe, every time he's on camera, he's looking into the camera. That's another thing that I noticed, too. I thought Angry Joe was uh, definitely one of the uh, show stealers, not even just from looking into the camera. But, you know, he. I think I probably was watching Angry Joe in like 2009 or whatever before I even knew any other channel awesome. He was uh, probably one of the first YouTubers that I followed with some regularity instead of just watching total random stuff that was getting sent to me on Skype. Uh, so, you know, I really thought that him, Cinema Snob, and Doug Walker were kind of like the trio of uh, quality among this casting. Yeah, Which Angry was... Joe gave me my only audible chuckle, and that was when the entire army of, of critics is trying to fight a, a four-foot-tall chain-link fence, and Angry Joe is, is trying to shoot it with mm -hmm. a machine gun. Uh, that got me, so good for Joe. <laughs> what does he go? Uh, he goes... Uh, he... Oh, the holes. It's not going working. Through, yeah, it's going through the holes or something. Yeah. Is Cinema Snob actually worth worth his salt as a YouTuber? Because I've heard people over the years run defense. I, they'll be like, ah, all the channel awesome people, they're pretty cringe. Cinema Snob, he's actually the good one. And he does his own movies. He has his own spinoffs, I guess, of the nostalgia critic films. He's done two or three at this point. I'd never heard of him, I don't think, before uh, this film, and I wouldn't know who he is if they didn't directly re reference him as snob in the film. I will say that for any new viewers, it does help that the only thing that they're addressed by is their YouTube channels. Uh, so, yeah, so you automatically have to know who they are when they get referenced. Yeah, another guy who I didn't know who it was, I guess his gimmick on his videos was he just uses uh, images of himself instead of filming himself on camera. And then he, he sort of hulks out in the movie and becomes three-dimensional. And they actually have him on the set 
Uh, so I don't know. I guess I'd really have to understand the lore to, to truly understand this character, but I thought that was kind of fun. So nobody here actually watched Doug Walker 10 years ago when YouTube was first coming up. Because all I remember, my earliest memory of him is that for whatever reason, James Rolfe, uh, as his nerd character, decided to do a couple of uh, in-person, like not real crossovers, but like crossover videos where maybe he was doing an event or something in New Jersey and Nostalgia Critic would show up and like stage this fake fight. And my impression of the Nostalgia Critic always has been like, he's the Arsenio Hall to Angry Video Game Nerds, Eddie Murphy, where he just got the association, the clout from hanging around this much bigger YouTuber and people gave him the time of day as a result. And he was able to fester this entire system, this multi-franchise uh, YouTube channel. I accidentally watched Doug Walker's videos as a, as a child. Uh, and I didn't even know they were from him because I lived out in the country and my internet was super slow. So I could only, like, if I was going to watch a YouTube video, I'd have to wait probably five hours for it to load. So I had to be very choosy and find the shortest videos possible. And Doug had like a mini series called, uh, you know, X movie in five seconds or something. So I, I would I watched a bunch of those, not even knowing that he made it. Did you ever see those low res like Titanic in five seconds and the guy says the ship can't sink and then it shows the ship sinking and then it shows the credits. It's like, real no, play. honestly, the only thing that I ever checked out from um, from Doug Walker was his whenever he got in the cycle of just covering uh, the movie reviews, which I think he's probably primarily known for. He did the movie equivalent to whatever James Rolfe was doing with those bad video games and his whole, I'll remember it so you don't have to catchphrase. That and his videos that would get like uploaded elsewhere, guywiththeglasses.com imprint, when people were trying to like reroute away from YouTube and hey, you actually have to go to my website and watch this video. I know the Angry Video Game Nerd did the same thing with like Screen Rant or, or, or some, some third Monster party Madness. service. Well, yeah, yes, that was definitely the case uh, later on. His earliest ones were hosted on some like screw attack, screw attack, yes, yeah. uh, on some platform like that. So whatever was happening with YouTube at the time uh, that caused people to jump ship, that was that's that's around the time that I discovered Nostalgia Critic and everything that was going on with him. Well, wasn't that before monetization, right? Before you could get paid on YouTube. Hmm. I I think that started in like 2006. It's yeah, it happened very early on. I think there might have been something with like a time limit cut off or like I I remember you weren't allowed 10 minutes or longer videos on the platform up until a certain year. But I can't remember what it was that had people jumping off and like trying to host their own videos through a website instead of uh you know, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Well, I think they just had more um options overall like you, the YouTube video could sort of be a portal to, um, you know, the rest of your content. You were able to monetize and run advertisements. Even if you got something from the YouTube partner program, I think um, you, unless you were really the top dog and you could work out a contract with one of the, um, like, uh, Machinima or one of those, I forget, mm -hmm. content, there's a, there's a name for it, but whatever. Um, uh, you had a lot more opportunities to sort of, invest in yourself if you were bringing them back to your platform a lot of those things which became able to be intertwined with youtube as the years went by is the the time limit for a youtube upload in 2010 the reason why this movie has like six to be continued in it 
Uh, probably. I remember you had to watch, like if people uploaded movies illegally to YouTube, you'd have to watch it via a playlist and it would be like part one of 30. So this is probably what he did. That's how people, that's probably the ideal viewing method for Kickassia is watching <laughs> in 30, uh, 30 installments. That's how I watched most of Naruto Shippuden uh, in high school it was on YouTube in eight minute chunks. So isn't where does is yeah. how Mr. Plinkett's reviews were also yeah starting also, off yeah mm -hmm. ten minutes right before under ten minutes I think so yeah. he's he's one of these legacy YouTubers and I, I think he's still doing the same exact thing now that he's been doing forever do you think will he eventually circle back and do what's very popular now which is like a requel to Kickassia will we get that fourth Kickassia film? With who? Didn't every single person quit Channel they disavowed him. controversy? <laughs> New ones. He can just recast. Get you me know, an not... Iggy in there, Doug. Us? I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for my own airfare and hotel. I don't give a fuck. I'll be in Kickassia for I won't. <laughs> you don't fly me in. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's an international flight. It's like in my own room. I don't want to share it with 20 other guys. <laughs> <laughs> you think they all slept together in the same room? Just on the floor. That's how, how many it was of them cost offered efficient? to share a room with Lindsay Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> and if I recall, I've not seen any of these movies, but is there not a scene where Lindsay Ellis gets brutally raped in one of the upcoming films? I'm, I'm like 90% sure that happens. Uh, this this would be news to me. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all with the the Walker dynasty that they would include something like that in the mix. There had there was something that was a break off point for Lindsay Ellis where she was like, okay, no more. I have to, and she abandoned the nostalgic critic, uh, critic name or chick name, excuse me. And now she's abandoned everything, as far as I can tell. She's been canceled like four times for the dumbest shit that nobody other than her would ever care about. Like she yeah. said something slightly mean about Asians with like Avatar or something, and she just gave up. Well, she um was it if I I don't know it's been a few years. I think probably the most recent time that I ran through this was when Medicare was uploading the more uh, you know the the series videos on this, but I think it had to do with her aborting a child. That that was kind of uh, like a, a changing point for her, and it was also kind of in the same. Oh, was it Spoonie's child? Is that the story? Uh, I think that was just maybe um, still uh, never confirmed. I think that's just a urban legend still, as far I as heard, I know. Yeah, I heard Spoonie had his mental breakdown because Nostalgia Chick aborted his child, and I just believed that ever since I heard it. So <laughs> might as well. It's be probably true. true. I mean, it tracks. I think it's true. I heard when it's everybody true. got started getting <laughs> <From> over politicized, <laughs> kind of when he, when Spoonie started on his downfall, and uh, you know whoever else was, everybody's got started getting very into the online politics that uh, sort of became their primary identity versus actually doing anything or making anything even remotely enjoyable. What do you so mean downfall? He's still he's still streaming, right? Well, 2024 is going to be the year of Spoonie. I can That's feel right. it. He'll have that comeback and make that movie that his Patreon funded 12 <laughs> years ago that he promised. I'm, I'm ready for it. Didn't she didn't she publicly humiliate Movie Bob or am I misremembering that? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, because he was like hover handing her and she was like, <laughs> can you please not? 
post about me or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah he was like, uh, oh, I'm just with my friend Lindsay Ellis. And she was like, oh, you, you bothered me for this autograph for this photo like three times. We're not friends. I've never spoken to you before. She said something to that effect. He was so broken up about it. He ate four McDonald's cheeseburgers, 20 McNuggets. At four large drinks and three large fries and posted about it. Yeah, which is just a couple of more McNuggets than his usual order. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relatively small amount of food, I think he said. Uh, how does this movie stack up for you guys? And Monkey, I saw your letterbox review. I can't tell if this is a meme or not. You thought this was better than Kino's movie? Oh, I thought that would be a unanimous opinion with all four of us. <laughs> You guys don't think it's better than Wasted Hours? <laughs> I, I was about to say it's the best YouTuber movie we've watched yet. Like, it's up there with Not Cool for me. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about fucking that. low. <laughs> well, Eggie, you've seen Wasted Hours. What would you rather watch again? Listen, I mean, I can respect Wasted Hours artistically. I can't. <laughs> and I can, in the same way that I can, uh, this movie on its you know, how do I put this? This movie <laughs> on a surface level diagnosis, I guess, you know, if I didn't, if I haven't been developing my critical thoughts that I've been developing over the last couple of years, now that I've been thinking about things a little bit more, um, I would probably have barely been able to pay any attention to this film in the first place. Um, <laughs> extremely elementary plot that is just very inconsistent and full of uh, lay epic lol moments that uh don't really add anything and it's just uh it's really just like um a car duct taped together and it's able to run for a certain amount of time to get from point a to point b but now that i think about it a little bit more and i think the time that has passed since this was originally filmed to see the utter downfall of everybody involved the utter downfall in my opinion of true autistic culture you know you don't have these people uh, they can't just sit around and be quirky anymore. They have to, uh, I don't know, they're all just a lot more out there mentally. They, they, they can't just have a good fun time where they dress up in a costume, uh, make a joke about how Hitler did nothing wrong and then start shooting each other with lasers that are CGI'd in through MS Paint. Everybody's got to be the fun police now. So it takes me back to a time where a bunch of autistic people could get together and bear through each other's sweaty disgusting existence uh not cringe at being too self-aware to make um, a funny joke about a 1980s video game every now and then there's something about it that's got true soul s-o-v-l and uh for that i appreciate the film and uh so i guess it's real rose tinted glasses that i'm looking at this picture through but with that being said it had its time in, in my lifetime and uh it stands on that. Okay, so we got two people saying Kickassia is better than Wasted Hours. Hans, I know you're waiting to let it out, so just agree with us real quick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, Lorez, you're outvoted on this uh, one. I guess I get... Here's, I'll give Kickassia one compliment here, and it does have this over Wasted Hours. I do think that Kickassia is a much more ambitious project. Uh, what Doug Walker was going for... Uh, he clearly did not succeed, but he was at least going for something that was very, he tried to up the ante much more than probably a lot of people would go for on this scale, this, this type of budget and this, um, 
you know, rubric of things. And uh, maybe that's something Kino can learn from. Yeah, I think whether you like the movie or not, it's undeniable that Kick-Assia is bursting at the seams with uh, attempted humor, very bold personalities on screen. I can remember several characters from the movie. Like I remember several of their names. I could any of you name one character from Wasted Hours? Nope. Uh, Isaac. There's an Isaac somewhere. I don't that's know. that's Kino Corner's name. <laughs> Directed by. That's that's uh... like Kickassia is way more memorable and it, it it feels like they were having fun making it, even though probably behind the scenes, Doug Walker yeah. was being a literal dictator. Whereas, I mean, no offense, Kino, if you're watching this, I hope not. The Wasted <laughs> Hours, I take nothing away from it, but regret for having watched it. And <laughs> I got a lot more out of Kick-Assia. Has Kino been on this show since we did the review? Because I'll tell you what, I just invited him back on the movies like last week because we were DM DMing a little bit. And as soon as I invited him, I got left on read. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's that's the status of things with me and Kino, I guess, at the moment. I think he's a little upset about that review. I still. just did something with him. I don't remember what movie it was, but we did just record something last month. And we're on good terms. I talk to Kino like every day. So I don't know what you said about him. No, I'm, us, I'm but... the asshole. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm the bad cop. But I oh, guess Kino and Rusty uh, can start an like anti-Gomez <laughs> society. God. Well, Andy, what were you saying? A little friendly competition between uh, filmmakers, critics, you know, things of that nature. You know, so it's good. It's good to have a little healthy competition. I mean, we were pretty nice, I think, on that review. I don't know if you remember. I was out of my memory. <laughs> I think. If I'm remembering correctly, which I never do, uh, we were all very nice and, and complimentary. So. Maybe he tried. I, I tried to. I tried to be the nicest on that panel, and I. I don't. I don't know. I. I think Kino. Um. I will. I will say one thing here, Monkey. You are right in that Kickassie is certainly much more of a memorable film, and there is an argument to be made that that has more weight at the end of the day than doing something that is technically correct in filmmaking. I think maybe Kino's hang up with Wasted Hours was trying to do things technically correct, like shooting on sixteen millimeter or shooting on film. Right. Um, imagine if this was shot on film. Think about that. Without any lighting, it probably would have been dark as fuck. Right? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to watch the movie. Yeah. You'd probably be able to see people's cabinets. You know, they're, they're beautiful wooden cabinets still, but everything else. You Whose know, house was that that they recorded in? Is, uh, probably is Doug it? Walker's fat wife's uh, parents' house. <laughs> Yeah, we're dog sitting for her parents for the week and said, boom, let's bring 20 uh, sweaty nerds in here to just reek it up real good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They clearly did not um, look to stretch their, their arms out in terms of, uh, you know, location variety. We had hotel room, house, outside house, yeah. desert near house. Am I forgetting anything? Uh, living room. Well, that's part of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Was the so when uh, there's a few parts where Joe like runs up behind some very uninterested women to exclaim something, it almost looked like that could have been a different site because wherever it was, it was obviously all like five takes of it were done in probably about five minutes. Um, I don't know, it just seemed like I don't know if I recall seeing that part of the set in any other circumstance. Um, so they could have been at like maybe his girlfriend's apartment or something that day and just like quick ran to the door five times. 
Uh, but I, when uh, Lobrez mentioned uh, if, if this film had been shot on film, I actually did contemplate. There was a few scenes where I would watch like five or six minutes on a pause and I would imagine to myself if this was filmed with like professional grade equipment. And I feel like, I don't know, it to me, it, it, it might've been better, but I feel like it's just part of the charm. You know, when they, yeah, when they're, they're doing the action scene and they're, the guy with the camera's going like this back and forth, but he's timing it, you know, just so. And the punches are, they're, they're really selling the, the physical combat. You know, the sound effects are stock from, you know, some dial-up website from back in the day, but they're synced correctly. Nothing is so glaringly uh, off other than just the whole, the whole scene to begin with, you know, being so ridiculous, but... Just my two cents on that. Well, to add to your point about it being charming, the way it's kind of cheap looking, uh, I, Lowrise and Hans, I could have sworn I heard you guys talk about this when it comes to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where when they used it in his letterbox or whatever, four by three, it was literally funnier than when they upgraded to HD. And something about seeing those characters and that set in HD just takes something away from it. So if anything, I think the, the lower quality, like Aggie's saying, it makes it better in a way. I think it stylistically, it's aligned with the soul of the project. I think if yeah. you were to do it through other means, it would just feel insane. It would, you know, I, I can't even really imagine what that would be like. Um, it would, it would be too much. And with Doug Walker's style, it seems like everything live action that he tries to do, what what he suffocates most of the dialogue with, is like Tiny Toons humor, mm. Animaniacs humor. Pinky in the Brain humor, like he watched, he must have watched hundreds of hours of those shows and just diluted it into like whatever it is he's trying to accomplish here. And it's very off-putting. I think that's like the main root of everything that's off-putting with the nostalgia critic, to me anyway, is his goal of trying to get something cartoonish out of live action when it doesn't do that. It doesn't blend like that. And when you see people on Twitter trying to make fun of Marvel humor and Joss Whedon humor, I think what they really mean is nostalgia critic humor, because a lot of those exact lines are in this film. A character will say, well, that didn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't uh -huh. that. Or I wrote one of them down. Uh, didn't see this coming. You know, that yeah. kind of Marvel humor. This was this predates Avengers by two years, people. You know, give Joss Whedon a break. Just Maybe he's a big <laughs> Doug Walker fan. That's right. Yeah, I uh, I think it's all shit. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> about. <laughs> well, Hans, I think, what are your uh, top three favorite scenes? Uh, uh, Jesus, I think the 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 one where a Jew Wario uh baseball bats uh bomb away and then the bomb hits behind the precedent, but nothing happens yeah, in the there's trailer. There's no damage to well, the house. No, it's just. <laughs> He just reacts, but there's nothing because you can see the wall. That's definitely one. Uh, the whole scene when they're just smelling each other in that bedroom, which, well, there's not that's one most scene. Of the I think that's, that's most like of the three movie. quarters yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Uh, you love the movie that much? I'm trying to think of anything about the movie that I can remember. I tried watching it earlier today, but I couldn't finish. I, I still had half an hour to go, and I was like, I'm. Did you I'm not finish? To my limit. I've seen it before. Oh, okay. Uh, but. Yeah, I got to, I still had half an hour to go. And then I was like, I still have like half an hour. For Are you going to finish it once we're done Do here? I? No. 
<laughs> no. You're not going to understand what's happening when we watch the next one. Yeah. Yeah, what a problem. Man, trilogies I, were such a thing. You have the Dark Knight trilogy. You have the Kick-Assia trilogy. It's really just of that era. Fits perfect. What are the other ones to boldly flee? That's the only one that we've seen. Suburban right? Nights? No, we didn't. Uh, we we didn't watch the two subsequent ones for that show. I have never seen uh, part two or three here, so it'll be brand new for me. Are the other two just one of them is three hours, three three and a half, yeah. right? Suburban Nights one... is like two and a half hours as well. Oh, we might yeah. take you know a little break, watch something else before we return to the trilogy, because I don't know if I can watch an extra hour of this material <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon. Just another YouTuber movie? What What is there? A Fred movie? <laughs> well, I did have a recommendation. I guess if we want to go into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, are you guys, and I know Aggie is because I've made him watch this. Are you guys familiar with a YouTube series called Stupid Mario Brothers? Mm, it sounds familiar to me. I've never seen it, I don't think. Well, they have made a, one or two movies, and I thought it'd be fun to get Lorez and Hans's opinion on the original Stupid Mario Brothers movie, but... Well, we don't have to, you know, we could watch anything else. Let's see, Hans, can you pull up like a, if there's a trailer, let's definitely take a look at this. There's thing, no cause... trailer, but no? uh, if you just pull up the movie, we can click through it. Just make sure it's the one that says like final cut or full Should we just watch the movie? Should, the, should we divert into that for this episode? <laughs> like XQC style? Just yeah. Every frame of pause place. starting right now, 50 minutes into the recording. It's an hour and a half. At least it's an hour and a half. Um Super Mario Brothers Legacy, is this it? No, 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 that's the wrong one. Oh, that's, like, a, that's a decent... That's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> you, we, I want the original one. It's like two hours and 14 minutes or something. This is Stupid Mario Brothers, the, the movie Final Cut. Yes. That's two hours, 17. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, we don't have to do this. I just thought it would be a good recommendation. Uh, is Rich Alvarez the director? Yeah, and he's Mario. Oh... A regular Vincent Gallo. Uh, you can skip through this, Hans. It, no, no. There's not much to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, calm down, calm down. Is this Mexican Mario? His name is Alvarez. Two apples? Three apples? Could you watch this for almost two and a half hours, Lorez? Apple juice? Oh, uh, you know, right. I... I uh... <laughs> You could say no, man. I don't care. If uh, I'll be honest, if this is what's going to prevent us from immediately going into Kickassia too, I think I think I could do it. I think I could. There do are it. a lot of lightsaber fights in the second half of the movie. Maybe that will entice you. It sounds whatever, very enticing. The, the the bar there shows you the most popular parts of the movie. Just go to like the the most popular part. This can't be from six years ago. This has no, to be a re-upload, re right? Yeah. Okay. It was uploaded in parts, of course. They put it. That's supposed to be Bowser. He's got yeah. a choker on. He's a human now. How did they do it? How did they make the lawnmower come to life? And much like Kikassia, one of the cast members of this movie also committed suicide recently. Nice. Which so, one? Because I wish it was all of them. Plays <laughs> Brock from Pokemon. Uh, it's a very Doug Walker insti inspired style of shooting. Seems. Yeah, almost certainly. You can't be. I don't need to explain myself any further. It's not going to do you any Is this Panda Mario? I 
It's like evil Mario. That's Joker yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario. Shadow, Shadow Mario. Mario. Yeah. It's very much a Heath Ledger Joker. We meet again, Wario. Darkness. It's too bad my plan to use you. They couldn't afford to invest in comical mustaches. Just a fake mu Nobody has a mustache in this movie. We can stop watching this now. I think they are pretty litigious with showing their footage. And oh, shit. Okay. Might uh -oh. get blocked, so we might have to okay. be careful. But uh, we can cinema right skip there, that yeah. and go straight to kick Assia, too. Oh, this is so sad. Hold on. Let me read this comment. I grew up watching these guys, and it really feels like if I had shared my childhood with him. Uh, there are so many memories. And it was it's amazing. the comment from somebody called Xanderbrow. No, no. Oh, okay. Hans, a good I mean chance. Yeah. Hans, did, did I see correct that you were Google imaging Lindsay Ellis? When he mentioned it, it was like, who's it? no, it was a Wikipedia because uh, I was searching to see it. wasn't Lindsay she... Ellis' feet in Google search? <laughs> no, I'm not Jerry. No, because <laughs> I was looking for to, to see why she was uncomfortable with whatever other movie was because I remember reading about that, but I couldn't find anything. Can you do a control F for the term rape rap? <laughs> She does have yeah, a rape no. rap. No, nothing here. Hmm. But I'll find it. Hold on. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my vote goes to... Uh, I guess my vote's going to go to the super stupid Mario Brothers movie. Good choice. Uh, Aggie, you on board with that one, Aggie? Yeah, I know. I, can't, I think I might have uh, fallen asleep when we were watching it the first time. So maybe it'd be good for me to go back and rewatch it since I know I'm a true... Alvarez had now, you know, big fan of their uh, original musical numbers. I would highly encourage you to check mm -hmm. those out, Low Res and Hans. Yeah, what's the name of the the one that you listen to at the gym? Uh, well, I think it's um, <clears throat> Games Are One Desire, but then also Something Happened to Good Video Games. Uh, those are my two top picks. Uh, from my immediate... they were in your your spring recap on <laughs> YouTube Music. They were, yep, and I. Well, I was actually I was out in public a couple of weeks ago, and I heard um, the uh, so I, I heard Head Over Heels at, like on the radio at a store, and I was like, "Oh, where did I know that song from?" I didn't even recognize it as Head Over Heels anymore. I only was thinking about it from the uh, the Mario Alvarez parody remake. Yeah, <laughs> Hans, have oh. you found something good for us? No, there's a lot, but I, I have to like you type in uh, uh, rape. Yes. Try rape. Can you just I put did. rape in and see what comes up? Well, I rape, did rape twice, but cut off the e the second time. Well, it just says that she was upset about how Channel Awesome did not do enough to protect female content partners from abusive commenters. Which, all right, but the also, fuck? is she saying she got raped do? by commenters? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't find anything in particular. I remember oh, reading somewhere. Oh, you did. Oh, what do we got here? Oh wait, never mind. I don't. I don't think it's. It's not even right. Never mind. So it's a parody video. Oh damn. Let me look oh. the other one. Yeah, she probably got that shit scrubbed off of YouTube. She's very oh, ashamed okay. of it. This is. I got the real one here. So yeah, never mind. That was the. It does have a little bit of Medicare commentary at first, but I'll just unsend the other one. There we go. Okay, let's take a look at this. So this have you not seen video. this, low res? Mm -mm. No. Oh, you're in for a treat. I'm totally out on most of YouTube lore on the history of YouTube. Let's see, let's see this. 
what can I do? I'm not Merlin. I don't have a magic wand where I can go abracadabra rape rap video up here. So logically, if you're rapping, you're probably not raping at any given time. So here we have my friend and yours, convicted rapist Brian, who's going to help us on our little experiment. Or perhaps I do. Oh, what do you know? The rape rap video does exist. Somebody put up a copy of it. Thank you very much, archivist, for uh, holding on to this gem so we can take a look at the hot lyrics that Lindsay wrote for the rape rap video. Because she was the writer. Okay. See how close it compares to my uh, my speculated guess. Yo, I'm sick of porno taping. I need it like a wild ape head. My penis is bent and misshapen. So I'm spending my nights out raping. With my hand on your mouth, because I don't like noise. I just use because I'm toys. And in your like a pound full of coys. But no teen witch because I don't like boys. <laughs> I always struck out with women, more or less. I never got no action. My life was a mess till I found the secret to my success. In my world, baby, no means yes. Yo, P-Cash, take it to the bridge. It, it almost makes you wonder why Ellis would want to get rid of this, because it's really... <laughs> so she wrote, she wrote that? Is that what I'm... Oh, that was so... It was up on her channel. Peggy, uh, as a rapper yourself, how would you rate that those bars? <laughs> well, they were a little, uh, a little. Uh, what's the word? Hip Clunky. Hop, <laughs> yeah, they needed a little more flow. They needed a little more uh, swag. But you know, he definitely he had some material to work with there, uh, but just didn't really land for me. Was it just too old school to run DMC, especially with the <laughs> the hat? Well, I think if you'd had some more of that, like some more like breaks and like psh, psh, rape on the on the tape. Yeah, get a D, get a DJ on it. Yeah, You got you got Lindsay Ellis. You could be doing like a fake turntable, and he's like thrusting in her face. I don't know. There was definitely, but it was an earlier time. You know, this was ten years ago, or whatever. They didn't have my vision at that time. It is what it is. So we should do a remake. <laughs> Remakes. <Yeah. laughs> Craigslist said, looking for a uh, female actor for about just what one minute of filming. Hey, well. Do you look good on camera while well, you're uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> Must sign paperwork, no questions asked. Uh, Non-nude. <laughs> Listen, if, if they can do it in Florida and California, you know, and they just push some paperwork in front of people off Craigslist, I think ethically, if Hollywood says it's okay, then it's ethically clear across the board. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on Kickassia or Channel Awesome in general? Uh, I don't think it's the worst movie we've watched thus far in this series. Uh, maybe it's just because it's so over the top and so 2010. Uh, there's there's this imprint to it that makes it tolerable enough to get through because it's so overtly bad. Uh, I don't think it was the most excruciating thing to sit through, though it was tough. Should we say... have a should we have a ranking of the movies that we've seen? We should. We we've I got... feel like we're getting close to ten now. Ten, really? We've I got think so. I think we're in Ralph the high. The movie makers lover. Yeah. Kino right. corners wasted hours. Uh, Shane Dawson's not cool. This movie kick ass. Yeah. Uh, what are we missing? 
Uh, we did uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, the movie with, with oh, uh, yeah. Kino, but we'll scrub that because it hasn't been a proper crossover. Uh, Space um, Cop? Space Cop. Space Cop, yep. Um, yeah, I probably like Space Cop more than this just because I like those guys. Yeah. So mm. what would be the first one then, Space Cop? I, th- I think uh, maybe Lover's the worst one? Yeah. Mm. I think it might be Lover. It's tied with wasted hours for sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it because Lover seems to be the most pretentious or trying to be the most pretentious but failing the hardest at that? And maybe. I and th- he had real camera equipment and he could have used his means a bit better. And it doesn't seem like he actually learned anything from that either. Yeah, I was going to say Ralph might be the least talented filmmaker out of all of them. Yeah, I think these guys, at least like when they're swinging for something, it's like it's a big swing. And Ralph was just trying to do mean streets in his parents' apartment somewhere and then at his college (laughs) campus. And it was a little American psycho. And it's just, okay, we get it enough. Um, I can't remember a single thing that happened in that movie, to be honest. It's black and white. It's the only thing I remember. His car. Him <laughs> trying to smoke a cigarette for the first time on camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's his roommates that were supposed to be the bad guys. The Indian mafia that yeah. lives with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Was it, it really just those five then? Are we missing any? I can't. Think. I think we might be missing one. Uh, the missing maybe line. not. Maybe not. I don't know. We oh, got to add more. That's the real takeaway. We need more. Well, we got two more Doug Walker classics and a, a couple stupid Mario movies potentially. So we could really Fred. Yeah. build this up. You know, Fred is Nickelodeon. Fred is too high production for me to actually consider that part of this pantheon. I think we got to revisit Angry Video Game Nerd, the movie. I think we got to knock out the remaining Doug Walker trilogy. Stupid Mario Brothers, probably the the remake, the sequel, whatever. The legacy movie. The legacy film. Even I couldn't finish that, and I've been a lifelong fan. That's a rough one. It's Is it worse than this one? Oh, it's the worst thing he's ever made because he's no longer friends with any of those actors. So it's just like, what fourth-rate Mario characters can I throw this friend into a costume of? That's going to be great. So we'll get <laughs> oh, the Mario and Waluigi movie. Oh, um, Luigi, that's one of the best actors in Stupid Mario Brothers. The original, okay. Yeah. Who's, do you, are you guys familiar, familiar with Alex Worski? Uh, yeah, Andy Worski? I don't know. It's a movie called Dark Fist. I just I went to that list that we were looking at before, and it seems like they've added more movies. Uh, let me show you. So we got... Well, Derek Comedy, I don't think that's... But then, but this Paranoia, I don't think we mentioned this before. Stone Gremlin Productions. And then Dark Fist, or is that animated? Yeah, I don't know. Cinema Paul has a movie called Airplane Mode. No, it says, it looks like it says Andy Worski on the uh, top left corner of that, of the poster there. On this, let's see. Oh, it says Alex Worski, but if you look at that very, it looks like from where I'm looking at the, the top corner, it says, it says Andy. Andy something, yeah. Uh, it's a tiny poster, and I, yeah. Eh. Well, maybe I'll just look for it. Uh, Cinema Snob, then you have Happy Console Gamer, the movie. Hmm. Uh, Smiley, that's, there you go. That's, uh, did that go to theaters? Yeah. 
Oh, oh my lord, that's that's some real Kino right there. <laughs> Dick figures the movie. That's another Camp Dakota. I don't know this people. Uh, okay, I've 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 I think we got it. <laughs> we're like just looking at, at the half list a here. year of material ready. Oof. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Joe Nation is that like the Angry Joe Nation? Does Angry Joe a have a spinoff movie? Bob Thunder. <laughs> Curious. Uh, Under that wig, it looks a little like him. Ooh, atop the fourth wall, that's Linkara, right? That looks like a bunch of the same yeah. people we just saw. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. I know nothing okay. about that. It's almost two hours. And it's probably on YouTube too. It's rated very well. <laughs> what three point two on IMDb? <laughs> Part five of the movie right there uploaded. So uh, is that a DVD you can buy? Should we all get the DVD of it? No. I'm getting the Blu-ray. It's only twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Jeez. Full of Linkara goodness commentary tracks. Hey, what's Bonus this content? Oh, Back issue DVD collection. Back wait, issues. Wait, what is this? Is this like a third-party seller that collects YouTube Blu-ray releases and puts them out? Retroware.com? I don't know. Let's see. Hey, AVGN Season Nine's on sale for five bucks. That's a steal. It's not like I can watch that on his YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like yeah. I can watch Shane Dawson's movie on freemovie.com and I still pay money to, to view that program. Yeah, the only one I paid for was fucking Lover, and I'm so yeah, pissed. Me too. <laughs> yep. The worst one, and we actually had to spend money on it. You're welcome, Ralph. <laughs> well, should okay. we do some plugs and get out of here? Uh, yes. Uh, um, uh, go listen to our interview with Luke Valentine, because, God, is that comment section fucking entertaining. But I mean, you got, I think, mostly your regular audience in the comment section, Mumpkey, and then you got, like, a really religious, crazy person. Um, and yeah, Lower, as I was confused reading your comment section, because mm -hmm. there's, like, a lot of people who are angry at us for not taking it more seriously yes like is, do you just have like a mature fan base and i, oh, I don't think i don't think it's my fan base i don't think so he so luke reposted uh my video to his story and i there's a lot of people swarming his instagram account who are just big brother fans and they seem older and they seem very uptight about the situation and that's who I wound up getting in my comment section. So I dodged a, a the lot bullet, of those people. Man, you <laughs> you did. First. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of that. I took the heat there. And uh, Luke, <laughs> Luke did show me his uh, inbox on Twitter after, because I CC'd that comment you sent me on Twitter DMs. I showed it to him and he showed me what he was getting, which is a lot of inquiries from older men for pictures. Nice. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he, has, uh, he has an avenue to go down. But I think uh, I think that was a really great time, and you can check it out on Monkey's channel or on my channel. Go watch oh. it on Low Res's channel. There's a, a comment here where they time coded when Monkey said the word. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. you know what? And I'll say it again right now. I'm proud to say it. I'll stand. He's having his Kramer now. moment. Low Res was too afraid to stand with his brother in arms, and I was right there for him. Even when I said it, even Luke kind of like made a face. I'm he was like, like "Oh no, it's the... happening again." Yeah. <laughs> but who said it in the first place? Why are you giving me shit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Aggie oh, can tell you when we're hanging out, I just fucking spout off fucking hate crimes and speech all day. You know, it means hey, nothing to you're me. You're preaching to the choir on this one. You know what I'm saying, Toops? 
Yeah, I've seen plenty of clips of Aggie drunk on stream. <laughs> plenty of the most recent uh, stream I did like two weeks ago. We we're playing like five different hentai games. I think I was just saying anything left and right. <laughs> Have some good case of hard lemonade tubes. Yeah, I don't oh. respect people who think that somebody saying a word in an innocent way like Luke did is is a worse crime than comparing him to the Ku Klux Klan or threatening his life with an Iron Maiden. Like, what fucking distorted reality do these people live in that one of those is okay and the other one's not? That's right. Well, that woman had a correct point here that no white person who ever said the N-word ever has ever gotten into heaven. So things to think about. <laughs> yeah, I remember that Bible passage. <laughs> <laughs> those shall not... Yeah. Well, there was another mm. thing in the Bible, and it said that there's a lot of people in America that are laying with each other, and it's not good Bible too. That's what that's what's up. <laughs> we're we're gonna start going down that road. It is what it is. <laughs> as long as you don't say the word, though, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Okay, so there's there's a lot of outrage in this comment. That's so funny. I didn't notice that until mm. now. There's just a lot of people that are like should not be platforming someone that uses that language. Yeah, how, <laughs> like, how about every week? A human being. How about I leak some of the private convos we have between recording episodes? Hans, oh, Hans about, is going to get canceled? If they how only knew. If, how about I sneaked it in on episodes back in like a couple of years ago? Yeah. Just carefully, yeah. Um, oh, and we started a new podcast called uh, Bang or Be Bang, which is Korean for bread. And you can find that on Spotify. It's B dash bang. And then just type in low res because otherwise nothing's going to come up. Yeah. Now, is that show always going to be free to the public to listen to? I think so. Um, yeah. It'll it'll come out early on Patreon, uh, but we're going to drop out every single episode in the, the standard Apple podcast feed and Spotify feed. And that's just kind of a general show. That's not going to be explicitly movie related, but... Given the fact that Hans and I are pretty movie obsessed and it absorbs so much of our lives, you can expect more of that. So it'll basically be like a movie's bonus show. And I listened to that this morning and I'm a fan of the movies podcast. I listen to every episode as it comes out. But my favorite parts are definitely when you guys are just talking about whatever the fuck and not even really focusing on the movie. So I really appreciated this new show that it's just nothing but that. Oh, that's great to hear. I'm I'm very glad people are interested in things outside of direct commentary about XYZ product, which I think would be like the ideal to get away from that is like something that's been so consistent for many years. But we'll see. We'll see how everything goes with these shows. Eggy, what are you going to plug this week? Well, I'm not going to plug anything. I'm going to use my plug space to have one final closing statement on the film Kick-Assia. I highly recommend that everybody give it a viewing at least once. For all you young people out there, you can see what autism was like before social media made everyone even crazier. And for all them old heads such as myself, it takes us back to the glory days where it was okay to not bathe and just uh, ramble to yourself very uh, incoherently about video games in public before it became something that had to be so uh, controversial to do and everything has to be so tight these days can't just be a nice mentally uh, unwell person spending time by yourself without having to conform or be judged it was a time for real independent free thinkers give it a watch and for uh, all the low res people you can find me uh on youtube as simi and jimmy or my podcast channel simi and jimmy's treehouse but on the main Simi and Jimmy channel just today, and by the time this comes out, it might have been removed yet again, but I finally re-uploaded my review of the first three Medea films. 
Uh, I've been in a battle for about half a year with Tyler Perry just to keep my review up on the platform. And I think I finally beat him. So go check that out. I, I think it's one of my uh, better videos. Did you have to bleep all the N-words from that one so they would get monetized? <laughs> oh, I kept me and Luke saying it as many times as possible. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Uh, should I do the outro then since you always do the intro? Uh, let's do it. All right. Well, that has been, uh, is it movies? Thank you for listening.